You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Every single week, the Vikings have to find some miracle way to win because they gave up the lead at the end. Can you get a normal game? Oh my God, can we just get a, a solid 16-10 to 10 win? <laughs> I, I got this tweet after the game and I, and I was laughing so hard. P-Track, we have lost a game in regulation overtime and missing a kick that if made would have won as time expired. Yeah. We have won a game in regulation overtime and making a kick that if missed would have lost as time expired. Yes. And it's only week six. We're getting started. I, I, they have the bye. I'm exhausted. I, I don't know how Vikings fans do this. I'm not a Vikings fan. I feel for you. I'm exhausted. My I'm daughter works for the team, and I'm going to send – I know she's been drinking an awful lot this season. I'm going to send the Vikings <laughs> yeah. a bill. Was that Chris Carter? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they got Chris Carter back. Is he trying the, out for Good yes. Morning Football? Mm-hmm. I think so. Okay, because he was pretty good Like during his run on ESPN. He would do Mike and Mike and stuff, and he was kind of a morning radio guy. I did not know they were trying him he's, out. He's bounced around a lot because yeah. he, he went to what? The the show on Fox Sports 1. Yeah, he was and one then of he said, so Didn't he say, I think him and yeah. something happened behind the scenes there. Yeah, we still and, don't know what, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't know his kid worked for the team now, though. Interesting. Me neither. Oh. Oh, oh, interesting. And she's drinking too much. It's not good. It's not good. I mean, I I think Peter Schrager speaks for everyone. Like what these first six weeks have just been just like everyone needs a buy right now. I think this this is a good time for the team to have a buy for the fans to just take a deep breath for us. Maybe Um, this is Mackie and Judd daily Minnesota sports entertainment. You can also find our other daily show purple daily. If you're not familiar um, we've got the Score North YouTube channel, the Purple Daily YouTube channel, and scorenorth.com and the Score North app are the absolute central hubs for everything we do. And on Tuesdays on this show, we go through an exercise called Who Gets It and Who Doesn't. And I will tee us off here. I'll hit the breakfast ball for all of us here. Last night, I'm watching a game, Monday Night Football. Haymakers back. That was a fun game, first and foremost. Great game. Just drama. But you know who gets it, even though they lost? Buffalo Bills head coach Sean McDermott. For two reasons. Right? There's, I think there's two things that Mike Zimmer and the Vikings can learn from Sean McDermott and the way that he has gone about his philosophy and empowerment of the Buffalo Bills. And this failed and blew up in his face last night, but I think it was the right decision analytically and strategically and the right decision for the locker room. Fourth and one. The Bills are down by three, 25 seconds left. And I think they're at like the four yard, like the five yard line, four yard line of the Titans. And so they could kick a chip shot field goal, tie the game, and go to overtime. Or they can line up their high powered offense and their 235 pound quarterback, Josh Allen, and uh, they can go get a yard. And they failed and they lost the game. But I love them. First of all, 
it's the right move when you have a great offense and a high-scoring game. Kicking the field goal doesn't guarantee you a win. It just guarantees the game continues. If you have a chance to win the game, I like trying to win the game. But I love the fact that Sean McDermott told his offense and told his locker room, we are pedal to the metal. We are going to throttle our opponents, and we expect to gain this yard and win this game. No cowardly decisions from this guy as the head coach. Late in games, key situations, fourth downs. Too many coaches are obsessed with avoiding failure as opposed to actually trying to win the game. And I can count at least three times in that game against Carolina where Mike Zimmer made a key decision and the main thought on his mind was avoiding failure. Kicking field goals inside the five-yard line, for instance, in the first half. Two of them. And then um, running the ball on third and eight. Field goal range, right? Not kicking a field goal when it in field goal range. Chance to ice the game. And the other thing is, you got Sean McDermott is a defensive background coach. He was the six-year defensive coordinator of the Carolina Panthers before he got this job. Uh, I believe he spent 10 years as a defensive assistant for the Philadelphia Eagles from friends like two. With, friends with Brad Childress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he goes back like 20 years as a defensive-minded coach. Uh-uh. And you'd think, oh, defensive-minded coach, conservative, hand the ball off, right? He's telling the Buffalo Bills offensive coaches and Josh Allen, guys, big plays down the field. We want big plays. We want, we're want. we going to take advantage of Stephon Diggs. We're going to target the bleep out of him. And uh, and if you guys make big plays, it helps my defense because now we got a 14, 20-point lead, whatever. They didn't last night, but we got a big lead, and we can tee off. So Sean McDermott, even in a losing effort, gets it, and there's a lot of things Mike Zimmer can go to school on. And I think that... If we had had this conversation about this very game 10 years back, the day a- after the game, I think everyone would be like, what was he doing? You got to take the points. It's on the road. It's the right call to take the points. I love now that's completely changed, and it should change. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the, the one of the places, because, you know, we come back to the fact that Zimmer is not a bad coach. Like, you can't flat sit here and be like, he is a terrible coach. He's not. But one of the places where since 2014 he has not evolved that a lot of this league has is where? Thought process, right? Like the thought process, what McDermott did last night, only old guys like me would be like, that was a mistake. Like if you look at the entirety of this league now, I think the majority of people would say, absolutely, the right call. Uh, and, And the QB slipped. Like things happen. But if he doesn't slip, he probably gets it. They score, they win, they go home. So, yeah, I just and, – and it's so much more fun too, right? Like that's the thing too is that game was so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Through that play, it was just so much damn fun to watch. Yeah, and I don't think Sean McDermott's checklist of things in his mind is like, oh, all right, analytically sound move, prove something to the locker room, and – let the fans watch something fun, but it was it was more right. Fun but I enjoyed it to watch. Sam yeah. Munson too had the note that Josh Allen was twenty nine of thirty one in his career on third and fourth down quarterback sneaks. So that was just the third wow. time he did not convert a third. So you had like a ninety five percent chance that he was going to convert that play, which Josh Allen has done in his career. You take that chance, the what the five percent chance, man. And I I think he flat out slipped. He slipped the like also the, sort of the defensive tackle or was it uh, was it the edge I can't remember which player but like someone got in there and made yeah. life hell on him and he slipped it was a great defensive play too no the Titans made a play oh, Sean McDermott dude gets it.
All right, who gets it? I am going to go away from our norm, and I'm going to give you one that is a little bit outside the box, but I'm going to tell you right now. Who gets it? Cam Dantzler, because he's about to. Cam Dantzler, <laughs> you tweeted, what, three weeks back? This is BS. I'd like to play more. And then and then you basically tried to say, that wasn't about the game in which I watched almost the entire thing. Uh, well, starting coming out of the bye against the Dallas Cowboys, Cam Dantzler, you are going to start. And, and the one thing, one of the best signings, and, and we haven't discussed this a ton, but we probably should. Patrick Peterson has played great. Like, he's played really well. Well, he... He has now been placed on, on IR with what turned out not to be a cramp during uh, the end yeah. of the, of the uh, fourth quarter in Sunday's game, but what turned out to be a hamstring injury. So to be clear, he must miss now at least three games. And my guess is if you place him on IR, you probably think he's going to miss more than three. So I'm guessing like six to eight weeks. Cam Dantzler, you demanded playing time. You're going to get it and and you're potentially going to get it against a a gauntlet of quarterbacks that will include a Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers. So um yeah. You better get it good because if you don't th- these are going to be some long games because the pass rush is is much improved. 21 sacks is really good. Uh but that back end Freeland and Dantzler going to have to hold up against some pretty I'm, damn good quarterbacks. I'm actually much more confident in Dantzler than I am in Breland over the stretch. I feel like I he's put together some really good stretches last year and had a couple good games this year. So I, this is more like we're going to find out if he gets it, I guess, with Cam Dantzler. And he's about to get it. A lot of balls thrown his way. <laughs> All right, Declan, who gets it? Who doesn't? Well, Cam Dantzler's uh, other teammate. Bashad Breeland and the Vikings get it for sticking with Bashad Breeland. So through the first three weeks of the season, Bashad Breeland was the worst cornerback. Literally, the worst graded cornerback in the NFL through three weeks. There's 116 of them. He graded 116th. Teams were feasting on him. 18 targets, 20, 257 yards, four touchdowns allowed. I mean, he was just getting gashed all over the place in the first three weeks. The last three weeks for Bashad Breeland, weeks four through six, he ranks fourth out of 119 qualified cornerbacks. 15 targets, just 43 yards allowed, no touchdowns, just five catches. Bashad Breeland, after a disastrous start, and, you know, I know he had the funny tweet after uh, a few games ago, but in general, this guy played in the Super Bowl last year. He's a veteran cornerback, and Bashad Breeland's now going to be relied upon. Similar to Dantzler, we'll see if they actually do get it, because Patrick Peterson's absence is a big one for the Vikings. But over the last three games, Bashad Breeland has turned things around, and I think it's a good sign of what's what's to come for him the rest of the season. So you're you're convinced? You're in? I'm convinced. I'm in. I'm in. Old takes I'm exposed. I'm not there Let's... yet. I'm not there with him yet. It I'm was a great convinced. play to start the game. I mean, he definitely set the tone. Him picking that pass off right off the bat, I think, scared Sam Darnold into just the fetal position for three hours. <laughs> so that was a great play. It set the tone. And uh, Sam Darnold, who's, I think, very easily shook. He's one of the more easily shook quarterbacks in the league. When you do that in the first 30 seconds of a game, and all of a sudden now he's like, oh, my God. Oh, let's see, see ghosts out there. So we'll see. Do you guys trade uh, tra- try to trade a late-round draft pick for a corner during the off week? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I mean, who's I, I need something more specific. Who's who? What? Which uh, cornerback is available? That's going to be like a starting caliber cornerback. 
or just or just a depth guy. Like next up is like Chris Boyd, Harrison Hand. Trey Flowers Maybe. released by the Seahawks just last week. I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Trey Flowers. Here, oh, okay, here's a guy, I'm not joking, who's off to a bad start, and, and I've seen on some sites might be available right now. Xavier Rhodes. Hmm. Yeah, what's he doing? Is, is he still with Indy? Yes, and he's not playing great because they cha- they changed their scheme. Oh, God. And he's being exposed. And I'm not saying it's perfect, oh, but boy. I I am saying he knows your system. He would give you some depth there. And if Breland or Dantzler completely busts, you could give him a look-see. Sixth-round pick? Seventh-round pick? God, you've already given up a fourth-rounder for... Well, Chris, her, I know. Herndon, I know. Like... I'm just asking. I'm just asking a question. I'm throwing it out there. I hear you. I'm throwing it out there. Don't you. shoot the message. Just like, I mean, Xavier Rhodes. We saw how bad that was two years ago. I, know. I don't know, man. I hear. I hear you. Like, I'm they not use saying that there's like a Pro Bowl guy that you're going to go get. I'm <laughs> oh. saying, do you try to get depth and potentially a replacement um, just in case Dantzler stinks or Breland goes back to being at the bottom of the PFF list? Yeah. List. Yeah. Well, I mean. You could definitely use some risk management at that position oh, right now. Bravo. And that's where Federated can come in here. All right. If you're a business owner out there, Federated has been around for over 100 years, based in Owatonna, Minnesota. And Federated has your back. They'll give you a better night's sleep because you'll just not be thinking about all the things that could go wrong with your business because Federated has your back. Um, you can find a full list of industries they protect and resources they provide at federatedinsurance.com. And remember, at Federated. It's our business to protect yours. Who gets it? Listen, if we say that someone doesn't get it one week mm-hmm. and then they do some self-scouting, self-reflection, mm-hmm. and they come back and perform better, then they deserve to be praised. And so, therefore, Clint Kubiak Whoa. gets it after a week of self-scouting. Coming into Sunday, The Vikings had only attempted 15 deep passes, so 20 yards or more in the air, which was bottom half of the league. It was like 20th in the league. And I'm guessing that was a point of emphasis during self-scouting week at the Twin Cities Orthopedic Performance Center. So, guys, we need to probably open this thing up a little bit more, all right? Let's maybe take more than two or three shots down the field. Maybe, uh, Maybe a handful. I don't know. And so this week, the Vikings... After self-scouting week, went four of eight, eight deep pass attempts, 15 all year in the first five weeks, eight deep pass attempts against the Panthers, four of eight for 108 yards and a touchdown. And I believe the game winner was a deep pass attempt. I think that traveled 20 plus yards in the air Mm -hmm. to uh, KJ Asborn. Also, Justin Jefferson, after a 14 target day, wasn't his best day because he dropped, he dropped a pass, fumbled. Um, but he was targeted 14 times, and he's now the fifth most targeted receiver in the NFL, which is exactly where he belongs. So everything has kind of been sorted out here. After the first uh, few weeks, they were too conservative, but now they have found a new aggressive gear. And so Clint Kubiak, seems like you get it after a week of self-scouting. It's very well, nice that's of you. A deep sigh right there. That's very nice of you. That's very nice of you to, to say that the Vikings who wouldn't throw the ball against Detroit now threw the ball and they and they 
get it when the Detroit game plan. My God. I mean, did you, did you really have to self Why are you still hung up on Detroit? They just won a road game with almost 600 yards of total I offense see against Carolina. I, I want to see this consistency. I want to see more. I want to keep seeing it. I'm pushing them to be better. I'm pushing them to thrive. That's what I do. I want to see that too, but like I motivate. I you're motivate. ripping. You're ripping them for something they no, haven't no. had a chance to give you yet. They just gave you. They I know. just gave you a really, really you know good. When, in the end, like they were too conservative at times in the first half, especially yep. with like kicking field goals. Yep. But in the end, they put up almost 600 yards and seven yards per play and threw the ball deep against a pretty darn good defense on the road. As you say now, put your put your foot on the gas and push it down and keep going. Pedal to the metal. All right. Uh, yeah, off of that one, I'm going to take that and give you a who gets it really. Adam Thielen. Tough as nails. This man rarely misses practice time. This man will go to the wall for your football team. And yet last Wednesday and Thursday showed up on the injury report. DNP did not participate either day. Uh, and then magically came back on Friday, I believe. And then magically on Sunday looked like he was healthier than I've been in years and years and years. Well, Who gets it? Who gets it? The squeaky wheel who says, you threw me two passes. I officially caught two passes at the end of the game, by the way, to save your bacon. Because without those two catches, you don't get the uh, 54-yard field goal from Greg Joseph. So, Adam Thielen, you get it because you know how to get this team on the right track by saying, hey, you know, I saw a guy a few years back. I forget. He wore number 14, and he was really, really good, and he got ignored and eventually forced his way out. But before he did that, he went on a wildcat strike the week after he was ignored like I was. Adam Thielen, bravo, congratulations. I don't know if you call it passive-aggressive or what, but you get it. You get it by motivating the team to throw you, I believe. I believe he caught, to what Phil just said, 11 passes. That is getting it. So, all right, I, I want to I explore this theory here. Yes. So he was targeted three times against the Lions. Yes. And are you okay over there? Yeah, it's like, you can, like you the can, light of the light of God like, yeah, is like you can just close that blind or angle the laptop. One of the two. That I'm or, trying to angle or, or it. Or I'm trying to angle it. No, 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 no. I'm trying to angle it and it keeps coming in here and I don't know how to fix the damn this is pretty thing. Great. But wait, wait, wait. Old man tries to figure yeah. out the the blind. To be clear, yes. To be clear, the the blind is closed. So the blind is okay. closed, okay? But, but, it's my coming, text. but because of the time of day, the sun is coming in. What, do you have a fishnet for blinds? What, what? You know who no, doesn't get it? Zolgad's blinds in his office. <laughs> I got a fine. I got a good blind here, but I'm going to have to upgrade. Like, what should I do? This thing's. A, this, it, it, looks it looks like, looks like you found it there. It looks I think like you found, found it. it. Yeah. We're good there. Yep. Don't this move really for the next 40 this, minutes. This is... Right there. Be stopped. You know who gets it? But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like okay. blocking it with my hand. I think. Are you? No. Move your hand. I'm kidding. okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. So here's. So I just want to. I, w- I want to be clear on your theory here. So Adam Thielen gets targeted three times in just an absolute horrible performance by the Vikings against the Lions. Uh-huh. Gets a Veterans Day off on Wednesday. Right. No. No. He's on the injury report. With and what? And what was the designated? Injury? It was like an ankle. I don't okay. even know, but he missed two days of practice, and then so, he misses, and then he misses Thursday. Yes, and then he's back as a full participant on Friday, or he was, or he was off the injury report altogether on Friday. I never. Well, first of all, 
I never saw the official participation for Friday, but he, but he and Jefferson, who both missed two days, were off the injury report entirely when it was issued going into the game yeah. on Friday. So he goes from three targets against Detroit. Yes. You're saying that he may have sat out in Stefan Diggs-like protest, but didn't yes. make a big public deal out of it like Correct, Diggs did. because he's not going to do that. And then he comes back and gets targeted 13 times. So this may have been Adam Thielen... Veteran, great NFL receiver saying, guys, what are we doing? Right. This is, and it worked, this for is... Di- it worked for Diggs. And, and the second thing is, like, the, self, the self-scout thing is a really good way for us to be like, self-scout, self-scout. Let's talk about the self-scout. Let's not talk about two of your best receivers who are not practicing. And then, and then when the injury report is issued finally, they're off of it. Interesting theory. What I'm saying is... I don't know if I'm all the way there with you. I'm I'm sure he was frustrated. I don't expect... Not everybody can come down the path that that Zolgad (laughs) explores, okay? So I don't expect you to be all the way there. What I'm saying is self-scout is is like a a treat for people in our business. Who's a good boy? Who wants a treat? Who... Oh, self-scout. Oh, oh yeah. Self-scout. Let's talk about the self-scout. Meanwhile, Adam Thielen's... He's boycotting 48 hours of practice. All right. Okay. All right. There is a precedent. It has happened before. Yes, it has happened before. It worked. Mm -hmm. Diggs had a great game against the Giants after that. All right. Who gets it? Who does? I think we're back to Declan here. Yeah. I'll give you who gets it. I'm going to go to the hockey side of things. And I'll tell you who gets it. The national media's outlook on our Minnesota Wild. Wow. This blurb. Two two games in. Just two games in. (laughs) Just two games in. This is why they get it. This is why they get it. (laughs) CBS Sports noted hockey enthusiasts in their first power ranking of the season have the Minnesota Wild as the number one team in the NHL. It's happening. Do you know why? Do you know what this is? Over to Rask. Patrick Kaprizov. It's all about. He's good. It's all about winning. Listen. You guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about? Virgie? Hard work and having fun. that. This is about winning. Your dang right's about winning. Absolutely. It is happening. Uh, this from CBS Sports. The Wild were a sneaky team last year, and they're off to a strong start this season. Minnesota has beaten two teams, the Kings and Ducks, that failed to make the playoffs in 2021. But the Wild played well in both games, and it remains to be seen how long Minnesota will last at the top, but they earned it this week. The Wild are at home tonight against the Winnipeg Jets, who also should be a pretty formidable team. They are without Blake Wheeler, Minnesota native who is in COVID protocols. That is a big loss for the Jets. Um, but the Minnesota Wild, man, I mean, a lot of other, other outlets, too, and projections and analytics have them as a top-10 team going into this year. Yeah, as a little maybe an overreaction to put them at number one after beating two bad California teams through the first week of the season. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that you should take care of the bad teams, and the Wild were able to do that. So who gets it? The national media's outlook on your Minnesota Wild. How about that? And uh, because we're such a generous giving show here on Mackie and Judd and at Score North, we are giving away tickets to the Wild Predators game on October 24th later this week. And all you have to do if you want to win these tickets for free, you download the free Score North app, which is a central hub for all of the content we produce. You register and you can enter. We'll pick a winner in a couple of days here on October 21st. And if you're a college student, I know we can see you guys out there 
checking our wild content out on YouTube. Mm-hmm. A lot of college students out there. Um, college night discounts are back at the X this season, and the wild uh, the tickets start at just thirty nine dollars for college students. So there's a few games to choose from each month. You can find out more at wild dot com slash theme. Look at that. See, it's all you got to do. You just go on Listener Rewards, type in there, right there for you, in the, in the app Boom. section. Super easy. Uh, Super easy. I do want to jump the gun and make an executive decision on a who doesn't get it, though, if you don't mind. Because it, okay. it kind of dovetails from the Phil? hockey side. If that's okay, Phil, it's your we, show. I don't, I don't, Phil, are we get, uh, Phil? I just want to make sure that's wow. okay. The, the ampersand in Mackie and Judd just is pulling now, an executive calling the shot right now. Yep. Yeah, yep. I lost right. an edge. I got those skates sharpened <laughs> last night, and uh, now I'm back. Now I'm back. So I'll, I'll say... Uh, who doesn't get it? And that is triggered hockey fans. Who doesn't get it are triggered hockey fans. Let me explain. I want to go back to last Friday night. The Minnesota Wild had their season opener, and it's on ESPN+. Plus, A streaming service. And on Hulu Live, if you have Hulu Live. But it's not on Valley Sports North. It's not locally available. You have to have a streaming platform to get it. And for whatever reason, a lot of people including my age, by the way, who are in their late 20s, who have a majority amount of streaming services, were up in arms and were Abe Simpson in the sky asking, old man yells at hockey and yells at TV screens because they can't find the game. Let me get this right. The NHL has been on NBC Sports Network and NBC Sports for the majority of their their nationwide TV schedule for the last, what, 15 years or so. They now move to the Mecca. They move to ESPN. And you're now upset because you can't find the game. When ESPN Plus is through Disney, it's very affordable. This is what you want eyeballs on your sport. It's not on NBC Sports. It's on ESPN. And if that means five times a year you got to figure out a way to watch this game streaming-wise, just deal with it. It's not that big of a deal. You have all these streaming platforms. ESPN is supposed to take hockey and rise it up. And in my opinion, in the first week, they have done that. That's the best thing for this sport is to get eyeballs on it. So I just I think hockey fans sometimes just get a little too triggered over it, and ESPN Plus and ESPN's in general involvement with the NHL is the best thing for this league in a long, long time. That's my rant. That's I love my it. rant. I'm here yeah. for it. So did I see right too? When you look at the wild schedule, like obviously all the games are on Valley's Sports North or most of them, um, but it says like the first ten games are also on ESPN Plus. Is that like a special that ESPN Plus is doing for the first month? No, or are no, they, they making all of those games available on ESPN they, Plus? They they took out so the the package that, that the league had through their site, which was every game, uh as part of the agreement, ESPN Plus inherits that. So and instead so of having like NHL show, League Pass correct, or whatever exactly. it is. So, it, so like it's not all it. them. They're they're just going to serve as the conduit to carry games. Yeah. In some cases. And is that a is that so it's an actually up- pretty smart? Is that so? Like, as an ESPN Plus subscriber mm-hmm. myself, is there an additional charge for the NHL package, or is it just part of your ESPN Plus? Just part of your ESPN Plus, it's which smart. is a Perfect. genius thing. So you could theoretically yep. fill because you're also out of market. Watch every game, mm-hmm. every wild game through through ESPN Plus because you're out of it. It's I can't weird. watch Kraken games because they don't mm-hmm. offer root, they what? don't offer root sports on YouTube TV, but I can watch. Oh. Like I've so I have all these like you know for Vikings games I got the 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 Game Pass or whatever um, and then for NBA whatever the League Pass but I love that I love that ESPN Plus is looking to swallow these up and there are thoughts that so I think Directv's deal with the NFL runs out in like a year or something yeah. for 
And DirecTV is just out. They don't want to. They don't want to renew the NFL League Pass. And ESPN Plus might swoop that up too. Yes. So. Which is su- which is super smart. Mm-hmm. Which is really uh, all right, smart. Uh, Judd Zolga, let's go back to you here. Who gets it? Who you doesn't? can't watch cracking games. Well, I can. I can. Wa- I can. I can literally walk down night, the man. street and go. Didn't to look them. good. I'll, Flyers, I'll send man. you a little uh, Google Chrome thing that you can use on as an extension to get those cracking games, Phil. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll that'd you be great, bit. actually. Yep. Gotcha. I mean, Flyers punked them last gotcha. night. All right. <laughs> Since we've been incredibly positive with lots of who gets it, I'm going to give you a who doesn't because we're not talking enough about this, but the Zolgad rule of retire before you look like a fool is being violated in the National Football League badly by this player. Hall of Fame quarterback, Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger. Dude. What do you mean? He just led them, to, led them to a victory? You don't get it. Why are you still pl- watching you hurts me more? I think it hurts me more to watch you <laughs> fumble through games that than it did to watch Peyton because at least Peyton won a Super Bowl while he couldn't complete a pass worth of crap. Ben Roethlisberger, I don't care what the Steelers do. I don't care if they win, lose, or draw. Watching Ben Roethlisberger broken <laughs> down, I mean, Dude, beyond repair. He's actually been pretty good the unrecognizable last two weeks. You're two weeks too late on this take. Limping around. No, it's so painful, man. He's not going to survive the season. Watching him play is just atrocious. The Steelers should have said, Big Ben, retire. We're retiring your number. We're going to do everything for you, but get out. We got to get a quarterback. Instead, he came back again. (laughs) Mike Tomlin fiercely loyal to him, which in some ways I admire. But Ben Roethlisberger, dude, you don't get it. Why are you still playing? Stop playing I love the random. You're definitely two weeks too late on this take, though. Like, he hasn't been as bad the last two weeks. But it's it's still terrible. Like, two weeks ago, it was awful. It's still bad. I was watching the game on Sunday, and I know. So was I. He was was fine. He's he's slow. Did you see him passing the ball? It's It's a lot of checkdowns. It's it's a lot of checkdowns. He shot puts it. Now, he at one point in time, he at one point in time (laughs) went to attempt a pass and realized that that he shouldn't throw the pass. And in the old days, would have brought the ball down with certainty and like taken off or something. This time he brings the ball down. yeah. Yeah, and he just drops it. Like a grandma, like a grandpa, like and then, he could, and then he couldn't pick it up because he's too old. Yes, yes, and then he backed off. Like, oh, excuse me, that football's on the ground. I ain't going near it. Like everything that made this guy special has been ruined. Get out of the game. Yeah. Uh, hey, one more quick one here on who gets who doesn't. Shout out to Carlos Correa. So last night, who was the Red Sox pitcher that uh, Red Sox pitcher Rodriguez, taunted right? Rodriguez? Yeah. He does the he, he, does, he did the my time point yes. at the watch celebration yes. that Carlos Correa does for the Astros. You know, Carlos Correa will, and he's embraced the villain role now too. Like of like, it. all right, you're gonna call us cheaters, and I'm just gonna, all right, I'm just gonna chirp back at everyone. And so whenever he hits a home run, like as the ball is in flight, he'll turn to his dugout, point at a watch, quote unquote, and and say, "My time," which I love. It's great. And uh, the Red Sox rubbed it back in his face, and Alex Cora, the Red Sox manager who doesn't get it, pulled the pitcher aside and was like, "We don't. That's not how we do things around here." And then he felt the need the pitcher to apologize on Fox in the post-game interview. And so, of course, the media goes to Carlos Correa, like, you know, this was an affront to the game of baseball, right? You can't have a mockery and taunting like this. And Carlos Correa's like, I think it's great. I think baseball needs more of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not offended by it. He's basically like, if I hit a home run off him next time, I'm going to do it right back to him. And damn it, baseball needs more of that. Make it fun. Open up for taunting. 
Normalized taunting is but all I not, want for baseball. But the intriguing thing about that is it's not taunting to them. They're celebrating. Yes. Like, you're having like, fun. But, and who cares but like, if it's it, taunting? You're it's, just having fun. But it's taunting if I get pissed off, right? Like, you're taunting me. Now we have to fight, and I'm going to throw a baseball at your teammate. But it's not taunting. It's fun, and that's yeah. what it's supposed to be. And, yes. and so, so like, the old guard is like, that is rubbing it in and motivation. <laughs> I love this thought that, you know, now Carlos Correa is going to try harder. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I mean, Cora is literally, is literally afraid that Carlos Correa is going to try harder now. We don't do that. Dude, you know what? I think the only thing now that would get me interested in the Minnesota Twins for 2022, like I'm so bored with this franchise right now. As a as a diehard lifer, covered the team for several years. Like it was my life for years and years. And I'm just so exhausted by everything that happened last year. But if they somehow dropped $150 million, which they won't, on Carlos Correa, because he's a free agent. I'm in. And he's going to get a ridiculous. Con- he's probably going to get a two hundred plus million dollar contract. Yeah, but like, Minnesota, yeah. so he's not coming to Minnesota. But that would definitely that would be a splash. All right, that's who gets it, who doesn't here. Who gets it, who doesn't every Tuesday on Mackie and Judd, daily Minnesota sports entertainment on Mackie and Judd. And we've been kind of kicking around, you know. All right, the Timberwolves are about to start. The Wild are in full effect. So you've got Judd's hockey show. That's going to be dropping multiple times a week. We're going to incorporate wild discussions on Mackie and Judd, the main show. But, uh, you know, what do we do for Timberwolves? We used to have a podcast called Raised by Wolves, but we haven't had any episodes since we lost a ton of our staff like a year and a half ago. And so we just haven't had the staff to staff a show like that. Um, but, like, how can we – the Timberwolves are interesting. There's a lot of off-season interest. So how can we help capture that and bottle that and 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 just keep Timberwolves discussions – front of mind here on Mackie and Judd. And so we got talking twins as a, as a, a well, we didn't really do it after the trade deadline because we just got sick of them, but we did talking twins on a regular basis uh, in the first half of the season. So let's not uh, reinvent the wheel here, boys. Let's just call it talking Timberwolves mm-hmm. multiple days a week on Mackie and Love Judd. It. Got a couple things for you guys here, starting with this one, Mark Laurie earlier this morning, <laughs> new wolves, minority owner. He posted a video of himself taking some old man jump shots in what I think was the Wolves practice facility with a trainer. And and I don't have the post in front of me, but it was like, now that I bought the Timberwolves, I figured that I should take it a step further. You know, I never had basketball lessons as a kid. I want to learn how to play basketball. And so, like, if it were the three of us and we want to learn how to play basketball, after watching Judd attempt the Houston Rockets 27-point uh, 27 uh, missed three-point challenge. And be like, yep. maybe Judd needs a shooting coach. Yeah, You know, we'd, we'd probably go and find like a friend or something that plays basketball. Not when you're a billionaire. Mark Laurie hired Phil Beckner, who is Damian Lillard's development coach, not to work for the Timberwolves, to work for Mark Laurie and teach him how to shoot basketballs. <laughs> so uh, I love it. I'm a big Mark Laurie guy so far. Declan's pulling up the nice. the video After here. The you pickup. can see. No sound. You're oh, good. there's actual audio here, too. Apparently there That's is. Hilarious. Yeah, one second. Oh. He's just cashing. Look at him. He's cashing. Look at corner. Prove it up. Did you see how smooth it was? <laughs> Look at us old people. One dribble. You only got one fun? dribble this time. We one big this. dribble. He's got the high, the tennis the shoes with the high yeah. socks. This is Fred me. Nassel. That's not me. That's not me, but the look and run is me. Dude, that's amazing. 
All right. Maybe okay. I mean, I have one request. If you if you've made a connection with Damian Lillard's development coach, can we maybe get that guy to also work for the Timberwolves if he's nice. not already? Maybe he is already. Right. I don't know. Not feel he can. I mean, who knows? He might feel he's he's uh, too uh, in with Dame. Maybe too Could loyal be. to Dame. So uh, my actual question for you guys is off this athletic article that Johnny K wrote and posted this morning. I'm going to read you some sentences here. But while I read this, I want you to think about how good can Anthony Edwards be? You know, where where does Anthony Edwards, sure. where does he wind up in two or three years? Not like hopefully he's on the Timberwolves. I mean, like where does he wind up in the NBA sort of pantheon of players? And I, I, I really love some of the stuff I'm reading here in The Athletic. Uh, I'll just read you some, some, some sentences here. When the game is over... Anthony Edwards turns the interview room into his personal playground where his comedic timing frolics with an undeniable charisma to make his personality dance like the diamonds in his ear. It's a great sentence, by Mm -hmm. the way. Nice job, Johnny. Uh, He wears number one to let everyone know where he stands. He posts Instagram stories of him rapping exuberantly to Lil Baby while his girlfriend drives an electric blue Lamborghini and he dunks opponents into oblivion as subtle as a Prince guitar solo. And yet, all of that flash and fun may very well mask the one quality that really makes Anthony Edwards dangerous, that would validate the faith Minnesota Timberwolves fans are putting in him to be the one who finally turns this franchise around. Underneath all that muscle, behind that smile that won't quit, and hidden by the southern slang of a 20-year-old kid who grew up in some of the hardest parts of Atlanta, is a mind that processes information quickly and helps him see the game unfolding in front of him before anyone else knows what's coming. Quote from Anthony Edwards, I'm smarter than a lot of people think. I just look like this. I think I feel like a lot of people are assuming because he was drafted by the Timberwolves and because the Timberwolves have been a 17-year failure that he's like he didn't get the Rookie of the Year award even though he played lights out in the last 20, 25, 30 games. I think a lot of people are just sort of writing him off a little bit like, ah, he's you know, kind of a volume scorer and these Timberwolves and so whatever, he can dunk a little bit. Um, but I am more like the way that Johnny K is viewing Anthony Edwards as being smarter than people think, as having more upside than the national media thinks. I'm on that side with Anthony Edwards. I think, I think there's a beast to be unleashed here, and it's all sort of like, it's fun and games on the surface with him, but I think there's a drive underneath there right. that's going to propel him to to be one of the best players in the NBA. What, what did you think when you heard that write-up? First of all, to be very clear, I don't care when it comes to guys like this how smart they are when it comes to book smarts. I don't care if they are like, like you know, that guy's quiet, so clearly he's cerebral and you don't get it. Um we just talked about this last year. The Zoom, the post-game Zooms are a perfect starting point. You do not control at that age, 19 at the time, right? You do not control post-game Zooms like he did unless you are incredibly savvy and bright and, and think fast. He literally had teammates who have far more um, credibility in the league at the time who have who are who are seen as you know cat i mean he is the guy right he literally had te- he was bringing teammates in 
to involve them in the Zooms to make them fun for everyone. That is not something to, to be scoffed at as, oh, he's just a fun kid. I have never for one second since I first heard him thought he's just funny, but he's not that bright. I think, I think socially and sports wise, he's very smart. And that is a incredibly, incredibly important starting point because that's the guy who can not only achieve greatness through himself, but can drag a team with him. Think about how he acted last year in the face of a pandemic. And he was with the Timberwolves. Mm -hmm. Wiggins got here and it was almost like he immediately knew this franchise stinks and everything with him was, and I don't know if, if he's smart, dumb, I, I don't know. I, I still don't know. What Wiggins? But I, yeah, but I do know this. I he's do not, know he, he's, he's not the he's not I, a scholar. <laughs> I do I do know this, but I'm just saying again, socially and team wise, sports wise, I don't know. But I do know this. He never embraced the moment. And I would actually say there's mm -hmm. a lot of times that Cat does not. Mm -hmm. Anthony Edwards is a breath of fresh air that you don't luck into. Like, like, he's not just like, I'm here to have fun. And the last thing that's incredibly important, and, and again, this comes back to sports smarts. Think about how quickly he has and did improve in areas of weakness. Yes. that Because ordinarily we talk about, well, so-and-so took a couple of years and then he got it, right? Anthony Edwards made immediate strides. And that doesn't come from not being incredibly intelligent and and being curious and learning and applying. So I never, to to Ant's quote, I never have for one second have thought, I don't know if he's really smart. I think sports-wise and socially-wise, he's incredibly bright. I think the uh, Chris Finch actually was quoted in this article, too, and he used the phrase or the or the I guess the label emotionally intelligent. Yeah. And I think I almost feel like that's become kind of a buzz phrase in not just in sports, but just like in mm -hmm. culture the last five or six or seven years. Um, but it but it matters. And, and emotional intelligence is essentially the ability to be to have awareness and control over your mind. Mm -hmm. And I remember this. I think this was on a separate podcast. This wasn't on Mackie and Jub. This is like six years ago on a separate pod, podcast project that I worked on. And I did like a 45-minute interview with George Mumford, who is back in the 90s and the early 2000s. George Mumford was Phil Jackson's essentially personal mental coach for his team. So like for the Michael Jordan Bulls, for the Kobe and Shaq Lakers, and this guy would, would – and other teams too. But like he would work with some of the best players in the world on mentality and emotional intelligence. And I asked him one time, I said, all right, when a player is at the free throw line and there's and they're on the road and it's a playoff game and there's 18,000 opposing fans screaming at you, like imagine Giannis in the playoffs last year and they're counting down from 10 or whatever. And it's like, how do you block that out and shoot a free throw like it's an empty gym? Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget the way that he responded. He said, it's about putting space between the mechanism and the response, the mechanism being like whatever's happening and then your response mentally to whatever's happening. And, uh, and so like when basketball coaches talk about emotional intelligence, it's, I think there's some social savviness there too, but it's about self-awareness, yep. 
Chris Finch talks about being able to walk up to Anthony Edwards with some criticism or with whatever, critique or whatever it is. And, and Anthony Edwards doesn't respond by getting defensive or lashing out. He'll, he'll take in the feedback, put some space between it. He's not going to get mad right away. He'll absorb it, and then he will apply, right? And I don't think when you hear people talking about him in that way, I don't think it's any coincidence that his first 20 games were kind of a disaster last year. Chris Finch comes along, and Anthony Edwards absorbs some new things. His last 40 games, as a freaking 19-year-old rookie in the NBA, train wreck franchise that fires a coach midseason, right? And in his last 40 games, he transforms and averages 24 points a game, 5.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists, and shoots 45% from the field. Like, people are focusing on the first 20 or 30 games around the country because he's a volume scorer. But if you just look at his last 40 games, I think people would start to put him in the category of not only, like, Rookie of the Year, but, like, oh, is he going to be a Donovan Mitchell? Is he going to be one of these combo guards that takes the NBA by storm like we've seen a handful the last few years? So I'm I'm kind of all in on Anthony Edwards, and reading this article mm-hmm. only fortifies that stance for me. I think what he's going to be too, in if this makes sense, is I think he is going to be Jimmy Butler in a positive way. Like if Butler like took, feel good, he's like feel good Jimmy Butler. Yeah, yeah but 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 like if Butler took his person, his personality's great. Like if Jimmy Butler wants to be charming, he's outstanding. So if Jimmy Butler took his personality and channeled it for good and for fun and for look, you're still competitive as hell. So I'm not saying that, but. If he took himself and said, I, if, if he had come here and said, you know what? All right. Cat and Wiggy, a little bit different, but I can help here. I can help, right? And he said, I'm going to help them and I'm going to, to lead them and I'm going to be the alpha, but I'm going to do it in a really positive way, not mock them and not think about the difference that makes. And, and Ant to me is a, incredibly positive. Um, he's fun but competitive, extremely important. But most of all, he also wants to improve too. He wants to improve. And there's a lot of guys today who I think think, I'm really good. He clearly didn't. He clearly thought, I'm good, but I can improve. So yeah, I am in, I, I am totally in on the personality. I think it's huge to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. The first game, they got a bunch of home games. They play the Rockets. They, they're God, their schedule is very favorable. They get mm-hmm. the Pelicans twice without Zion. So they, I think it's like seven home games in the first eight starting Wednesday night at Target Center. And um, it's I, I feel like they should get off to like a five and three type of a start and just get out to just get some good momentum going. Write that down saying. tomorrow. We got to write that down. Damn right we do. Mm-hmm. I, got I think, that I think mine's probably going to be very Wolf-centric tomorrow. It's opening night. How can it not be? Yep. So, all right. So, talking Timberwolves here on Maggie and Judd. Yeah. All right. Like every uh, every Tuesday, Declan also goes in the archives, and uh, he, finds, he finds teams from Minnesota sports past and quizzes Judd and I on these teams, or Judd and me, I guess, would be the grammatically correct way to say that. This is random season recall. All right, fellas. What do you got for us? Oh, my God. Oh my God. You're going to have to dig deep here. Remember, oh. these, remember these teams that you love so much that you just always love no. to go back? I, no, I, I, I was, don't. I was doing no. the prep for this this morning, and I was like, oh, Judd's just going to be so thrilled that I picked the 2005-2006 
Minnesota Wild. You're oh. on your own here. Yeah, and I'm on my. So, what do you mean? This, this is, is your first... sport. This is your wheelhouse, dude. This is the. This is one of the most boring, um, no identity teams. It's the first year after the 0405 See? lockout. See, you know things. That's what I remember. I, I wouldn't rule out old Macadac either. I, I think Macadac sleep people. Yeah, Macadac actually comes through sometimes. Mr. Puck. That's he's, yeah. he. He like always the is like I know whisper. nothing about that that season. I don't care. And it's like. Then all of a sudden he'll just rail off the point total, and yeah, he knows yep. the captains, and yeah. Uh, he's better at point totals than I am, because he's, he's math. good at math, math. Yeah, well, and I'm bad at math. No guarantees here. I fault Benilce. Margaret's, by the way. Yeah, Benilce, a lot of money for that. Uh, all right, let's yeah, let's start let, let's start with this one. How many points for the 2005-2006 Minnesota Wild? Okay, so so this was this is this is the uh, the shootout era, right? So we've this is the modern era. Yeah, this I think. Post in, in fact, this might be this might be the first year of the shootout because they they came back in 0506 with a bunch of new rules in the league, designed to improve a product that was dreadful when they went <laughs> out. Yeah. Um, and they did make the playoffs the next year or two, but I don't know if this team made the playoffs. So, okay, yeah, this is where it's tough. I, I don't. I feel like it was like oh six oh seven. Okay, actually, I can I can help you with this. Okay, see, because I remember they played the Avalanche. Yes, they got eliminated it, by the Abs in the first round. In so so, the Vikings. I, I, I was in. I call. I, I'll give you. I'll pinpoint yep. a year on this. I remember being at my college house with roommates off okay. Como. Okay, and that would have been. That would have been okay. Well, maybe this doesn't help. I lived there, oh five, oh six, and oh six, oh seven. Okay, oh six, oh seven. So oh six, oh seven. I believe they played. I believe they they made the playoffs that year, and I believe they played the Ducks. Oh seven, oh eight. They played the Abs because I recall that in April of oh eight, the Vikings made the trade for Jared Allen, and the Wild was playing the Abs in the playoffs that April. I remember okay. that. So I, I want to say this team might have missed the playoffs. That sounds about right. So I think we should shoot for a lower point total. So usually 87 side. to like 92 points is sort of the bottom end of the yep. conference. And there's still plenty of points available at this at this time because we did have, I think we did have shootouts. So the loser point and all that good stuff. Yep. So, so, so I mean, I'm thinking like probably in the low. They were competitive, so I would I, we've got to be within three. Mm-hmm. You know, like 82 points somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I have no memory of this. 82. Final answer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Within three. Yep. Yeah. 84. <laughs> 84 points. Oh. 84 points. Uh, 84 points. See, See. Hockey whisper. Hockey yeah. whisper. Macadac. Pulling into town, baby. So, so this was a so this was indeed then a non-playoff team. Correct, and Judd, yes. you have it flipped. Yes. They played the Abs in 07. They played the Ducks in 08. Oh, did they? Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, because I know they played the Abs when I was in that house in college. So yep. That would have been 07. Mm-hmm. Okay, that doesn't help us with this season, though. No, no, but it it establishes the, the fact that this was a non-playoff team, which actually does help. Mm-hmm. Which means the decks picked like one of the worst pl- freaking teams. Random possibly season could have. recall. Random. Yeah. It's a random season. I'd like the yeah. 83, 84 North Stars, please. Yeah. Okay, Dex, next week, do the 83, 84 okay. North Stars. I'll mix it in North Stars. His chest. Let's you see if it. he can pull it off. I'd, I'd be far better off than the old 506 <laughs> Wild. All right, uh, next question. Question two, who led the team in points that year? Just just a name. I don't need the number. Just who led the team in points? 
Okay, well, Gabrick so, was on the team. Gabrick's How still healthy there. was he? That's the question. Right. So Gabrick is so so. Let's Brunette go through, was probably on the let's, team. Let's go through some names, Bill. Brunette, Brunette over to Gabrick. Back to Bouchard. Um. Yeah, Pierre Marc Bouchard. Love PMB. But he was. He, I mean, he the Gabby's the from. Gabby's the guess. Gabby's the like, obvious guess for goals as well. Is he as obvious for points? Like he, he's the first one that comes to mind, obviously. But would there be anybody else points wise who could have weighed in on there? I'm inclined to believe the Gabrick's probably the best guess because if, if we're wrong, we'll be pissed off. Okay, Gabby, Marion Gabrick, final answer. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> Probably hurt. The guy's always hurt. Yeah, it was good. Sixty-six points in sixty-five games for Gabrick that year. He had a good year. Thirty-eight goals. Oh, that is good. Good year, but did not lead it, the team in points. In he had sixty-six points in sixty-five games and didn't lead the team. Wow. Okay, what about uh Oh 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 um, Ralston. That's what I was gonna say. So so we're talking Brian Ralston, we're talking Yeah. Brian Rolston. Brian Rolston. Final answer. Brian Rolston. Let's do it. Let's do it. Brian Rolston, baby. 82 games, 79 points for Brian Rolston. Nice. Nice season. 293 shots. Here's my slap shot. Try to stop it. That was Brian Rolston's mantra. Yeah, which now which now makes goaltenders very mad. They mm-hmm. they are not had. That's taunting. Don't what, shoot, shooting a slap shot? Slap yeah, shot on a shootout. In, in, in a shootout. Because his patented so move dumb. was stop in the slot and then just rip the rip puck. Rip it as hard scored. as he could. Somebody tried that. I think it was last year, and like the goaltender's like was livid. Yeah, but your your job is to score a goal. That is correct. Yeah, I know. yeah I'm with you. I know. I know. I'm not saying I'm not defending the goaltender. I'm saying that's one of the many hockey weird. code things. I just it makes me want to pull my hair out of this sport. Um, question of code. Don't violate the code. The code. The code can go to hell. Uh, nine players. Nine players. Scored yep. double digit goals this season. Just, just can you, can you, can you give me four? Can okay, you give me so four? Gabby, well, we Ralston, got two. Gabby. Yep. One and two. Is Bruno there at this time? He he came. He went. He came. He went. I want to say he might have still been there. All right, we get so we get some wrong guesses. So Andrew Brunette. No Bruno on this team. Do you want to guess PMB? Um, this is kind of his wheelhouse, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Sure. Pierre Marc Bouchard. PMB. Yes! 17 goals okay. for PMB that year. 21 years old. Okay. Yeah, he was, man. Without He's on my what if, man. On, He's on my what if. He was a talent player, but yeah. those concussions just absolutely. Oh, um, uh, da, 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 da. they had not made the Brent, Brent Burns trade yet, right? Yeah, because that came late. Brent Burns was on this team. Wow, he's been in the league forever. All right, mm-hmm. Brent Burns. <laughs> 72 games for Burnsy that year, but only four goals. Really? Wow. Talk about being suppressed by Jacques. That's mm-hmm. a bunch of BS right okay, there. Judd, when did Koivu join the team? Uh-huh. He might have joined it. This might have been his first season. This might have been his first season because he was... I, ten. I did a story on him for the Strib when he was playing for Houston during the lockout. And he was a big, you know, a big enough prospect at that time. So this might have been his first year. Do you want to guess Koivu? Unless you have a better guess. I'm trying to think of who else was on the blue line who might have scored goals from, you know, because I thought Burns I thought Burns would have scored more, but my God, if he only had four goals. Um, 
trying to think who else was on this freaking team. Nah. This is all right. I, I all don't. Miko Koivu. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Oh my god. Sixty-four games for Miko, but only six what? goals. Okay, so we just picked two guys that played a combined hundred forty. Yeah, games and they, and they scored, <laughs> and that and that's the trap. That's why this. That's why this team eventually was so boring to watch. Here's some names yeah, right. for you. Here's some names for you. So Gabrick, thirty-eight goals. Rolston, thirty-four yep. goals. Thirty-year-old yep. Todd White with nineteen goals. I would, who? They got him in a White. trade. I think they got him in a trade. I think he played for the Senators. Yeah, d- don't worry about it. It's it's nothing. Wes Walls with nineteen. You miss Wes Walls. Okay. Oh, I forgot he was still around by this. Yeah, point. he was thirty-five, but still playing. Uh, PMB okay. was seventeen. Yeah. And now here, here's here's some names. Mark Chenard. You remember Mark Chenard? Yeah. But Fourteen goals. Me. Randy Robitaille. 12, 30 oh, no. years old, 12 goals. Walls I might have gotten. That's that's it so far. Uh, Curtis Foster with 10 goals as as a rookie, and then Pascal Dupuis with 10 goals. In six uh, Curtis, Pascal Dupuis. Curtis Dupuis Foster was a defenseman. Wait, man. Curtis Foster was a defenseman, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he got 10 goals, and mm-hmm. Brent Burns got four goals? That is correct. That is correct. Oh, my God. That okay. is correct. No, you know what? Uh, Dupuis, if I had remembered him, and Walls, but besides that, I don't feel bad at all about that list. Dude, that is yeah, wow. This is one of the more obscure teams that yeah. we've done in it this was bo- It was so boring. All right, yeah. I'll help you out a little bit here. Who led the team in wins that season for goalies? Um, so, well, so this Ro- would have been Roly the goalie was in Edmonton by now. Wasn't yeah, he, he was gone because he. They went to the cup they, this they, year. Carolina and Carolina mm-hmm. and Eric Stahl was a kid who won it. Um, so so goal- Manny Manny Fernandez. Fernandez. Yep. Josh Harding, was he around then? Was that is that a thing? I don't know if he was around yet. I don't think he, I don't, Fernandez. I don't think he was. Um who was his backup? My God. <sighs> yeah, I'm Yeah, that's fine. Manny Fernandez would be my guess. Yeah, I, unless you can pull up no, another guy. Manny no, Fernandez. Manny yeah. Fernandez. Yeah. There it is. Who is backup? Dwayne Rowley, before he got traded, this, like, yeah, yeah. people forget about Rolison here. So that year, Rolison with the Wild was terrible. 6-17, six, six GA over 3. He gets Edmonton. traded to Edmonton and carries them to the Cup that season. Mid-season. Yep. Goes to yep. the Cup. It's yep. absurd. And as an insane run in the postseason. Uh, yeah, Manny played 58 games that year, and Josh Harding did make his debut. He only played in three games, but... It was mostly the Manny Fernandez show. Manny for... Fernandez, what a what a head case, man! Oof. Man, was he a head case? All right, mm. uh, we'll, we'll go with we'll go with this one here to wrap. So it's a Jacques Lemaire team. That means there is no dedicated center. Five players wore the C that year. Can you give me three of them? Can you give me three players that wore the C that year for the Wild? West Walls has to be one. Is that a final answer? Is that a guess? Yeah, that's a guess. That's one. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. Todd White did. <laughs> I like it. Todd White. Yeah, yes. Todd White. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh come on. It was still a good guess. Um, uh, uh, Rolston. Who'd you guess? Did you guess Rolston? No, I didn't. But that that's a good guess. Yeah. Brian Rolston. Brian Rolston. West oh, Walls. Walls. Yep. Yeah. He made was, Ga- was Gabby a young captain? Did he make Gabby a captain? I don't remember, and I don't know. I mean, Jacques always was. Bruno. Bruno had to. Have been no, no, no. He no. He, he was not there. Oh, that's right. Okay, My Dex bad. said he was on. He was on the team. He tipped his hand. Dex tipped his hand. Did uh, a, 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 a defenseman maybe? Um, with Curtis, Curtis Foster. Curtis Foster. Foster? Yeah, let, let's guess. Was Curtis Willie Foster. Mitchell on this team? He loved Curtis Foster. 
Foster, I guess. Yep. All right, we're down to one. Oh, my God. All right. Is so there someone on this team that we haven't named yet that hasn't popped up on the goal scoring? You've named was- one of them... Uh, or one of them was named earlier, I should say, and then there's one other household name that we haven't talked about yet. Ooh. What about, uh, what about Darby Hendrickson? Is he still there? I, I, see, that's my problem. I don't remember when guys left. Um, Dex, is the third guy, for a clue, a forward or defenseman? Defenseman. Okay, so it's on the blue line. So... These aren't guesses. So okay. we had Burns on the blue line. Mm-hmm. We had Curtis Foster on the blue line. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to go through who else Declan gave us for the scoring thing because most of those guys obviously are forwards. Um, what about household guys, like, name? Like, who is that? Like, God, there's so many like household like, show, name. Like, a hu- that, like, I mean, a household name, talk? a household wild player name. Sorry, like like right, a player right, that right. plays a lot of games with the wild players. Brock Lesnar, <laughs> Zoltak, who died, um, was yeah. a forward. Yeah. So it wasn't him. It's a defenseman. It's die? a household wild. It's a household name from a defenseman for the wild. Oh. um... This is not. This is not a guess. Was Philip Kuba still there? Because mm. he had been there. Was, was this? Was this the year they got the All Star game? I don't think it was. I don't, I don't think this it was here this year. <laughs> Philip Kuba was the <laughs> All Star cat. Or I'm sorry, he was an All Star, not the captain. He was an All Star along with Rollison. No, no, it, it was not because Dwayne got traded and he was an All Star and had a great year. The year that they that they had the All Star game at the X. So scratch that but it was Cuba because they did like Cuba a lot a household wild defenseman name from that era mm. my problem is I don't remember if he was there mm. so just, just shoot, shoot your shot here all right shoot your shot all right Philip Cuba Philippe Cuba yep yeah. hey was that the household name or was that there's two Cuba and Willie Mitchell Cuba and Willie Mitchell oh you threw Mitchell out Mitchell, and well, then you know what? You know what? We got it. And then, we, uh, oh my god, calm down, everybody, calm down. Alex Henry was the uh, fifth guy who was named. Can you guys oh, remember Alex yeah, Henry? No. Yeah, exactly. No, no, that was oh the epitome no, of random you. season recall. Oh my god, bloodbath! Right. Well, there it is, random season recall. We actually for oh, for that god. team, we actually did pretty well. I thought. I, I thought we'd mm-hmm. do worse. All things considered, yeah, it wasn't, so bad. Bad. It wasn't bad. That's yeah. a awful collection uh over on purple daily today alex boone is going to join later tonight 11 p.m central time on this tuesday night realistic randy for some purple after dark so be sure to check out the purple daily podcast and youtube channel and write that down predictions tomorrow on Mackie and judd daily minnesota sports entertainment see you guys This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. 
and take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.